Do you ever feel like you are role-playing in your very own life? Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh-Seeder, and this is not therapy, this is real life. Today, I'm happy to talk with you more about themes in burnout prevention, and today we're going to talk specifically about how the roles that we play impacts how we feel about our life and how sustainable that is. So let's take a look at what we mean by that when we say uh, role-playing in our very own lives. It's interesting when people come to therapy, they will often start the conversation by telling me how they feel. They will tell me how their mood has changed over time, how their stress has gone up and down, and they might even put words to it like depression or anxiety or burnout. And what's interesting about those words is that they are, they're talking about the side effects of the central problem. They're talking about the the byproducts or the consequences. And in those conversations, when we talk a little bit further, we'll often learn that when people feel burnt out, it's because they feel burnt out in the roles that they play. So that's going to be a really important part of burnout prevention when we talk about being sustainable in our lives, whether that's at work or family or friendships or community we need to take a look at all the different roles that we play. And when we do that, we're pulling from all the rich evidence that we have to draw from when we look at interpersonal psychotherapy or dialectical behavior therapy or all the other rich models that show us how we feel is impacted by the quality of our relationships. So we may as well take a look at those relationships and make them as healthy as possible. So when we think about relationships, we have to think about the roles that we play in those relationships. And when I talk about roles, I want to invite you to think as openly as possible about that term. Sometimes the roles that we play are voluntary. You might apply for a certain job that you're really excited to take on, and it may even be your dream job. And that role, as much as you may love it, will come with stress. And this is going to be important as we budget our attention between different roles, is to think about what comes with each role. Some of the roles that we play, whether they're in our families or in society at large, some of those roles are not voluntary. So consider the fact that I navigate the world as a woman, and that's a very central part of my identity. And it's also very central to how people treat me in the world. I'm also a white woman. So my experience is also intersectional. People treat me and regard me very often based on implicit bias, unconscious bias, because all of those ways of looking at people in the world um, flow through us. 
from the cultures that we're born into and how we are trained to think about people. This is where stereotyping comes in. And when I think about my identity within my role, I have to acknowledge and realize that there are certain expectations that are put upon me by society because of the role that I'm in. And I might break those norms um, if I choose, and I might fight against some of those roles, but I really should be aware of them. So some of the roles that we play are, are of our very own choosing, and sometimes they are put upon us. And when we look at all the different roles that we play, we will notice certain patterns and themes emerge. Because when you look at all of the, the different roles that you play, you're going to quickly notice that there's only so many hours in a day. And we'll start to pick up on some of the sources of stress when we get a really wide angle on the roles that we play, because we're going to start seeing three different kinds of stress that can show up in the roles that we play. One of them is role strain. And I think that's going to make perfect sense to you when you think of our burnout prevention framework. And we'll remember that we define burnout as an interaction between environmental stress and one's inability to cope effectively. And so what that means when we talk about burnout prevention is we can either look to the environment and we can improve or change the environment, or we can improve one's ability to cope effectively. So that gives us hope in two different directions. Role strain occurs when a given role that you are in is so overwhelming that you are starting to feel depleted and you actually feel strained in your ability to complete that role effectively. So this might happen if you are working too many hours or haven't had a vacation or are stuck doing a role that really doesn't interest you that much. And this could happen in anywhere in life. Um, in family relationships or um, other obligations. You can just get tired of the work that you do. That's one kind of stress when we look at the roles that we play. Another kind of stress actually comes from role conflict. This happens when one role that you play is in direct competition with another. Let's say you are someone who's in charge and really responsible at work, and you are also a parent or a caregiver at home. You are going to feel role conflict and tension show up as you are trying to negotiate for yourself, what time do I leave work every day? And... It's not uncommon for people to experience high burnout when two of those roles or more are in conflict. So doing a good job in one area really does start to feel like doing a bad job 
in another area. So when we start to notice some of these tensions and some of that conflict, we don't always know exactly what to do about it right away. But the first thing to notice is simply just to be mindful to the fact that they are in competition for your attention and how you decide where to put your attention and where to put your actions is going to come back to your values. Let's look at a third kind of stress that can show up in the roles that we play. Sometimes a kind of stress that can come is actually from role absence or loss, or another way of saying that is grief. So if you think about all the roles that you play in your life, you might notice that there are certain roles that are missing. So for me, I, I took some notes on this before we got started with the episode today, and I was thinking about all of my different roles and the ones I'm most active in right now and the ones that are most challenging, the ones that are most rewarding, and thinking about this conversation with, with you and others. I did take the time to think about what are the roles that I'm missing right now? And one that immediately came to mind was pet owner. And this example might feel small to you, but if you've ever had a pet or lost a pet, I imagine it'll feel more meaningful to you. Uh, because I lost a cat last year. I had a wonderful cat named Marley, who I um, who's with me for 13 years. And he got sick and passed away earlier than I had expected. I thought cats lived longer than that. And, you know, it might feel like a small example compared to other losses that people can go through. It's just an example. But I do notice that. I notice, oh, okay, I don't play that role anymore of a cat owner. I'm not caretaking for a pet in the same way. I don't have a little kitty kind of keeping me company in my lap at night. And in that role, I do notice a little bit of an absence. I notice missing that cat and um, knowing that I <clears throat> won't, won't have him in my life anymore. And it's important to notice those absences. So let's personalize this conversation a little bit more. I invite you to think about all the different roles that you play in your life. And as you do so, I want you to think about professional roles that you play, whether they are written into your job description or whether they are informal, like I'm the one who brings the coffee every Monday or whatever it is. I want you to think about the roles that you play in your family. Are you the the family clown? Are you the one who makes all the plans? What is the role that you play? Are you the caretaker? Pick whatever words you want to put to that. And think about the roles that you play in broader society and in your community. And think about those roles, whether they are voluntary or involuntary. And what I want you to do is if you need a moment, go ahead and pause this podcast while you pull out a notebook or pull out a notepad on your phone 
And I invite you to just simply jot down the first at least 10 that come to your mind. So go ahead and do that now. Okay, now that you've had a chance to jot down a list of all the roles that you play in your life, let's take a look at that. I did this as well, so I jotted down some some of the first words that came to my mind. So I play all of these different roles. I'm a therapist. Specifically, I'm a burnout prevention therapist. In many of my roles, whether it's in therapy or giving trainings or mentoring new therapists in the field, I play the role of teacher and trainer, and sometimes when I'm very lucky, mentor. Other roles that I play are parent and partner, social justice advocate. I would like to think of myself as an adventurer, a world adventurer, although we'll talk about um, how that can conflict sometimes with other obligations. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm a member of my local community. I'm a sister, I'm a business owner, I used to be a pet owner, as I mentioned, and I'm a mindfulness practitioner. Those are some of the first roles that came to my mind, and they're just examples. So take a look at the list that you came up with now. And as you look at that long list, I want you to take note and simply notice where you are in your level of burnout in any one of these roles. And in fact, if you were to take a look at that long list and go ahead and jot down a little plus sign or a little minus sign for the top three roles that either gave you energy this week and it's almost like they recharged your batteries and made it easier for you to go back and do the other roles that you do. They're rewarding and fulfilling. And then I want you to pick three roles that were really draining for you in the last week. Just keep it specific to the last seven days. Go ahead and do that. Add three little pluses to the roles in your life that have given you energy and the three roles that have been draining. And just simply notice that. Just notice as a little status update for yourself how those roles that you play feel for you in your life. And I want you to also take the time to notice if there are any roles that are missing in your life. Perhaps these could be some of those restorative or meaningful or rewarding roles that you could play, but you haven't had access to them. Just take a moment now to notice their absence and put a word to that as well. So now that we've taken the time to look at the different roles that we play in our life, we have a little status update that we can do something with now. And my invitation for you is to continue to think about the roles that you play 
whether those roles are voluntary or involuntary. And I want you to think about your burnout budget and think about what are the actions that you need to take to buffer yourself in all the different roles that you play. And hopefully after today's exercise, if you have any ideas about how to alleviate role strain or mitigate role conflict or include any of those roles that have been absent, I feel really confident that you will know what to do and you will take gentle actions to move you a little bit closer to those goals. Of course, if you are looking for more support along the way, feel free to check out therapyforreallife.com where you will find all kinds of self-care and therapy tools to help you get started in your burnout prevention. Thank you for joining me today. Have a great day. Did you know that Therapy for Real Life offers burnout prevention hackathons for the workplace? I'm your host, Annalyn Briggs-Cedar, and I'm happy to announce that Therapy for Real Life now comes to your workplace to offer therapy concepts adapted into self-care strategies that you can use on the job. As you know, Therapy for Real Life is a Bay Area-based burnout prevention counseling program. But now you don't have to participate in the therapy programs to learn what happens in therapy. If you're a listener of the Therapy for Real Life podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate of teaching people the strategies that work for them to manage stress, burnout, anxiety, and depression in their lives. Not everyone can make it to therapy. Managers and HR professionals are well aware that stress is at an all-time high in the workplace. Wouldn't you like to equip your staff with self-care strategies to help them manage stress on the job? Therapy for Real Life's burnout prevention hackathons give staff a fun and interactive way to learn research-backed self-care strategies on the job. As your facilitator, I will come in and present relaxation strategies, cognitive coping exercises, and examples of mindfulness that your staff can pick from and practice in the workshop to see what works best for them. Teacher staff and coworkers not only ways to take care of themselves on the job, but create that culture of self-care and teamwork together. Find out more about hosting a burnout prevention hackathon at your workplace by going to therapyforreallife.com and selecting the workshops page or emailing me directly at therapy at annacedar.com. That's therapy at A-N-N-A. C-E-D-A-R dot com. I look forward to being in touch. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.